What's up, party people? This is your host, Chef Bay, and you're listening to the Plant Remedy Podcast. I'm so freaking happy that you're here, that you're listening, and that you clicked on this episode to listen to because this is a good one. Um, yeah, I'm just super excited. We're going to talk about all things natural beauty in this episode. Um, not only that, we're going to talk a lot about chronic illness and healing from chronic illness and what it means to not only be your own health advocate, but to be your own expert, your own educator, and to really be like that person in your corner that, um, you know, has your own best interest and has got your back. You know, if you don't have your own back, I don't really know who will. And not only that, we're talking about natural beauty and we're talking, you know, I talk a lot about everywhere with my clients, with people on Instagram, in our cooking classes, you know, I talk a lot about healing from the inside out. That's kind of like been one of my big healing modalities from my own um, struggles with endometriosis. And this episode is all about healing from the outside in and talking all about all those things that touch our skin, that absorb into our skin every single day from our makeup to our, you know, body wash to our hair care to um, even like products in our home. And so we're talking a lot about like how that affects our body on a physical level and, you know, even on a spiritual level. Um, We also talk a lot about liver toxicity and um, just kind of what it means to kind of go low tox and no talks when we're talking about beauty products. For me personally, changing over my beauty products was a huge game changer for me. I was never actually someone that was super into different beauty products. Um, Like for a long time, I never even wore makeup. And, you know, when I moved to San Francisco, I had a lot of girlfriends who kind of started to slowly educate me about makeup and like how to wear it, how to put it on. But it was never really something that I was immersed with as a teenager. And um, over the years, I since I didn't care about it that much, I would just buy either whatever people told me to buy or whatever was like the cheapest at Sephora or, you know, if I went to Walgreens or whatever, that was kind of my, my vibe. And eventually I was buying like Mac and I found Tarte, which I really liked, which I thought was definitely a lot more non-toxic, which I'm finding out now is not the case. Um, but not to stray too much. The point is, is that once I started my healing journey, once I was like, you know what, I'm no longer going to be a victim of endometriosis. I can no longer be a victim to my own inflammation. I have to do something about this. One of the biggest things that I changed that made the most impact on my healing, on my day to day, just like feeling like amazing um, from, you know, barely surviving to thriving was changing my makeup routine, changing everything I was putting on my skin, changing all the products I had in my home. And it sounds really overwhelming when you think of it in like a huge bundle like that. But when you slowly kind of change it over, you finally kind of realize how much of an impact and inflammation and what all of these products actually do to your body. So I'm really excited to talk about this. Um, I brought on my guest, Ashley Chicago, and I'm so excited to talk to her. Um, This episode is just epic. We dive into so many conversations. We also talk about her healing Hashimoto's and how that has affected her entire career to be more about natural beauty. And we talk about beauty industry standards and the difference between beauty here in Europe, other countries, and what's wrong with the legislation in the United States and why, you know, companies are profiting off of selling us toxic chemicals. Um, So it's a super juicy episode. We don't hold back at all. And it's honestly like one of the more informational episodes that we've had. So we talk about specific products Um, in the show notes. There's a whole list of specific products that we use. And this is definitely going to be the first of many conversations about natural and non-toxic beauty. And then moving on from just talking about our health, um, there's also something I want to touch base on. You know, when we look at cruelty-free beauty products, there actually is so many, not only animal products in our beauty products, but there's also a lot of animal testing still. And I know a lot of us think of animal testing as maybe something that happened in the 90s or whatever, but in reality, um, animal testing for makeup and home products and hair care products is still so 
so prevalent. And, you know, this this whole podcast was based on the idea that we can take care of ourselves, the animals and the planet at the same time. And so when we're looking at more natural beauty, non-toxic beauty, when you're using ingredients from the earth, we don't need to test them on animals, right? Because we're not testing this crazy chemical to see if it has a reaction on skin or not. And so when we're looking at our beauty products, we it's really important to look at like, is this harming someone? Is this harming an animal? Is, is this company that I'm giving my money to contributing to more suffering in the world? And um, I mean, that in itself is a whole can of worms. But when we start to think of ourselves as conscious consumers, not just in the aspect of what we're buying to put into our bodies, but also what we're buying to put on our bodies, we can really start to slowly make a difference and give our money to those companies that do care enough to not test on animals. And more than likely, if they're not testing on animals, they're using products that don't need to be because they're natural. They're from plants. They're from the earth. So that's definitely something to think about when listening to this episode and when thinking about your role as a conscious consumer and just always looking for that cruelty-free label. Um, And with that, when we're buying more natural products, we're also buying things that are better for our, our planet. You know, when we're avoiding makeup that has plastic in it, we're avoiding getting microplastics into our oceans. And so there's just so many different layers to natural beauty. Um, that's more than just us or our health or our own acne, our own skin. You know, it has a ripple effect to the entire world around us. And so um, I just invite you to really, really think about that and um, use this episode as a way to get educated and maybe learn something you didn't know before. And if you are inspired at all by this episode to share with a friend, because, you know, we're all wearing makeup and using products like this every single day. And I think this can resonate with so many of us that want to live a more cruelty-free, non-toxic life and be more conscious consumers. So yeah, guys, I can't wait to get into this episode with Ashley. Thank you so much again for being here. Again, if you like this episode, please share with a friend. And if you want to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, I would appreciate it so much if you're feeling like doing that. Um, If you want to leave us a review, take a screenshot of your review over on Apple Podcasts and um, email it to me over at info at chefbay.kitchen and I will send you a free gift. So thank you so much. Let's get into this episode. I'm so excited. This week's episode is sponsored by Cook 5 Heal our online cooking membership. If you want to up your game and knowledge in the kitchen and feel inspired by plant food, then this membership is definitely for you. There's a virtual cooking class twice a month with Steve and I and meal plans for the month to go alongside. We provide the shopping list, recipes, equipment lists, and answer all of your cooking and nutrition questions during the class. We seriously have so much fun during the classes and with all of our members. There's also a Facebook group that allows us to connect as a community in between classes. And don't worry if you miss the live classes, all of our replays and the entire library of every live class that we've ever done is available 24-7 in our membership portal so you can cook alongside us anytime, anywhere. Head to www.chefbay.kitchen forward slash cook five heel. I can't wait to cook with you guys. Now back to our episode. All right. I'm sitting here with Ashley Chicago clean beauty expert and a friend of mine. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Hi, Bay. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here and to talk to you about all things clean beauty, holistic wellness, and beyond. <laughs> I know. That's like totally how we first connected. Um, you were like doing my hair and then I saw you uh, were doing clean beauty stuff for Saffron and Sage and I was like, yeah. oh my God. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. That feels like years ago, even though it really wasn't that long ago. <laughs> Beginning of this year, which was like a decade ago. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to 2020. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
So I've been like a huge proponent of clean beauty for the last few years, basically ever since I went plant-based, I was like, okay, I got to clean up my act on every level because my chronic illness was just like destroying my body. And you've actually um, experienced chronic illness as well, which is another reason why we connected. And so I would love to just kind of hear just a little bit about your story and kind of what got you into the realm of, you know, clean beauty. Yeah. So my story. So it goes back quite a few years, but basically <clears throat> my entire childhood, I struggled with my health and fast forward into my twenties and I became so inflamed and so chronically exhausted. I knew that something wasn't right. Um, and this was roughly 2014. Um, I worked for, um, like a mainstream corporate salon at the time. And I was immersed in chemicals every single day. And that was just, that was all I knew. But my health plummeted so much that I decided to dig for other answers and figure out what really was going on. Mm -hmm. um, and so basically I was, I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's thyroid, thyroiditis. Um, and that's when my life radically changed. Um, because my entire childhood, I was always told nothing's wrong with you. Nothing's wrong with you. You're fine. It's all in your head. So it was kind of a bittersweet moment that during that diagnosis where I was like, I'm really almost excited that I finally have an answer, but okay, this is real. <laughs> This yeah. is real. So now what do I do? Um, and I was very lucky because I did seek out a naturopathic doctor. Yeah. So, and she really did help radically change my perspective on health and holistic healing from the inside out versus just putting more band-aids on it. Um, and that's what I had been doing my entire like adolescence was putting band-aids on it. So my life radically changed when I started to heal from the inside out. And that's how I started to discover holistic beauty and holistic hair care and makeup. And when I realized that we're so much more than just what we put into our bodies, but also what we're putting onto our bodies. Mm. And that's yeah. really where it all began. Well, I think that's like such a, um it's like a broken link, you know, like we drink green juice and we buy organic like vegetables and we go on juice cleanses and we do coffee enemas and there's all these fads of like trying to clean out from the inside out, but there's such so much makeup in like fashion in a sense is kind of like, I mean, even when we look at like our clothing, what our clothing's made out of and stuff. Um, it's like a completely broken link, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And that was a huge wake up call for me. And that's really well said. And I'm glad that I'm so glad we're having this conversation because it really is a missing link. And I think it's really just something that people aren't aware of, you know, like they don't even think about it because it's not, it's not in like so mainstream to where everyone's educated or aware of it yet. And I know right. that just based on talking to some of my clients, they're like, I never would have thought about the things I was putting on my skin. Um, and it's kind of like hearing you describe about like all the healing modalities that we do to cleanse from the inside out. What goes through my head is I see almost like a rabbit or like a hamster wheel, not a rabbit, <laughs> hamster wheel, because we're like cleansing all the time. But if we're putting this like toxic load on top of our skin and in our environment, we're really just in kind of like a vicious cycle of cleansing all the toxins that's going on and in us as well. Right. Totally. And I just had this like flash in my mind of this like whole anti-aging thing. Everyone wants to look younger and plumper and like, you know, more buoyant in their skin. And so like, how does natural beauty have an effect on our skin's aging process? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, I started, started thick on that one. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I think that it is naturally anti-aging anti just because like toxic chemicals are aging. So even if it's marketed as anti-aging, and I actually would like to talk a little bit about marketing when we get into that, um, but chemicals are aging in itself. So even if it's marketed as anti-aging, it's still like, okay, here's these toxic chemicals. And then here's a few ingredients that we're going to market as being beneficial. That's going to mask that 
but it goes back to the hamster wheel of a vicious cycle. Mm -hmm. You have to keep using it. Otherwise, then you're going to notice this aging. So natural beauty is naturally anti-aging. I don't even think it has to be marketed as anti-aging per se, because the like derivative of like the essential oils and the products, like when I look at clean beauty, I'm looking at where are these ingredients sourced from and the label list on something that's a clean beauty, whether that be skincare, makeup, or hair care, the list is so exponentially smaller than what it would be on like your conventional or mainstream beauty that I don't have to nitpick as much and second guess. I like know more so where the root of the ingredients are coming from. Right. And so I really feel like it's more nourishing because it is natural and oftentimes is coming from plants. So, which I know you're an expert in. <laughs> I know. I just made this face like, like all good things come from plants. Right. So it's naturally anti-aging because it's, you know, when you're getting the good stuff, it's coming from plants. It's coming from right. nature, which that's right. And when you talk about chemicals too, like they may do that, like plumping and make you look really smooth and great, like for a few years. But then when you look at long-term usage, you know, like what is that not only doing for aging you on the outside, but how is that aging you internally as well? Because aging internally is such a big thing that like nobody talks about in like the beauty realm. Everyone just wants to look a certain way. And hopefully with 2020, with all of our priorities changing, this priority gets changed like a little bit as well in mainstream. But like, if we're not like trying to get younger from the inside out, like why the fuck are you putting fillers on your face and trying to look younger from the outside in, you know? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And that's something that I discovered in my personal journey as well, because I basically, so I was, how old am I now? I'm 26 now. So I was 20, I know I was 22 when I got diagnosed with Hashimoto's and through my blood panels and whatnot, she basically was like, you have an overtoxified liver, like your liver is struggling. And I was like, I'm 22. I maybe spent like two years of my life drinking somewhat heavily, but was like always, you know, jokingly called the grandma of the group. Like I've never been, you know, necessarily like a heavy drinker or anything like that. Yeah. But I was like, how in the heck do I have like, what's going on with my liver? What's going on internally? And that's when I looked to all the chemicals that I was immersed in. I started researching what is the chemical in like the color that I'm using? What's in the, you know, the cheap makeup that I'm putting on my face or the hairspray that I'm dousing myself and my clients in every day? Like, what is this? And that goes exactly with what you're saying of like, okay, it might make you look good on the outside. Like you're saying for weeks, months, years, but down the long, like in the long run, it's really hurting the inside. It's making the internal, like the inside of our body works so much harder and therefore like really expediting the aging process. Yeah, totally. Okay. So let's break it down for me. So like when you put something that's super toxic onto your skin, like what happens like within our physical body? Mm. Okay. So <laughs> this is a great question. I'm like, now, disclaimer, I am not a doctor or medical professional. So. <laughs> we're talking clean beauty here. But, like, you know, you were telling me a lot of stuff about how it takes 28 seconds for, like, like tell me, like, how, you know, I think people think that because it's on the surface, our body doesn't absorb it. And so, like, I kind of like to just, like, break that stigma, you know, yeah. from what the information that you have. Yes. So, There's been studies going around that says it takes approximately 26 seconds for something to enter your bloodstream that goes on externally, like onto your skin. Mm. I will say it depends on exactly what that is, of course, because if everything we put on our skin entered our bloodstream in 26 seconds, we would be in trouble, (laughs) right? Um, But there are certain chemicals that have, you know, it really depends on the molecular size and their structure and how they break down. And there's certain things like, you know, different polymers and plastics. And um, there's chemicals that you may see like, we're PEG or PPG free. That's the first thing that comes to mind. And you'll see those um, in lotions and creams and that kind of stuff. And a PEG is basically a carrier chemical that will transport things to absorb deeper into your skin. Um, So these chemicals do exist in different products. And basically 
the ones that can or have the ability to absorb um, can go into our skin and then that goes into our bloodstream and therefore then our body has to work harder to filter them out. So then we turn to our liver and our spleen and, you know, those filter organs that really help to filter out things that aren't supposed to be there. Um, so for the things that can absorb, it directly affects our liver, which therefore affects our gut health, which therefore affects, you know, our mental health and our reproductive health and literally everything else. So in my opinion, because I've seen the effects of it directly, I don't like to push it like, well, how far can I, like, how far can it go? Instead, I decided to go cold turkey with going clean, natural beauty from makeup to skincare to hair care. And I noticed a huge revolutionary difference in my healing. Yeah, totally. I feel the same way, you know, like with, I mean, it's so funny when you're telling me about your story, you know, being sick for your whole childhood, like I'm all, yep, me too. Mm-hmm, yep. <laughs> Sounds yeah. right. And then it's like, when you actually get a diagnosis, it's almost like you go your whole life with all these symptoms. Yeah. And then right before you get a diagnosis, you almost like don't want them to say it, you know, because you're almost comfortable being this like sick person. It's like part of who you are, part of your identity. And like a, a diagnosis is an opportunity to change your life, you know, and to drastically change your life. Not only is it super expensive and that's something I definitely want to talk about with natural beauty, but it's a dedication and it's radical. You have to go against the societal grain in every single way from like the food that you eat to the people that you're around to how much stress you have at work to what you put on your skin, your hair, your face, to how you clean your house. Like it all has to change. And the ironic thing about that is it's sad that we wait until a diagnosis for a chronic illness to do these things because that's what makes us change, right? Is being like, well, I'm sick. I feel like shit. I've been feeling like shit for 10 years. I guess it's time to change. When in reality, if in general, like these freaking um, industries would just have our best interests, you know, they'd still be making great money and like people wouldn't be as sick, but that's like a whole nother podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that, that needs a whole episode in itself because I can go off on that for hours. <laughs> But like, I guess it's just the importance of like looking in, like, even if you don't have a chronic sickness, like looking into natural beauty or natural products around your house that's absorbed into your skin or that you even inhale. Um, like, even if you think about like those face sprays or perfumes or like that, there's so much in there that like, and I was reading a study about how cologne and perfume like drastically, drastically affect your thyroid. Um, and they've been linking cancer to cologne and perfume. And it's just kind of like, it's such a simple thing that you just like tap on your neck twice. And you're like, this is causing me cancer, you know? So I'd like to break this down um, in a little bit of a different way, if you don't mind. Sure. Um, so just for the audience, for anyone listening, I want you to kind of think about it like this. Like if you're maybe somebody that's skeptical at all with clean beauty or natural beauty, um, and like the absorption of what does or what doesn't absorb. I wanna just throw out a few facts here so we can kind of circle back to this. The last piece of legislature for the personal care industry, that being like beauty, makeup, hair care, was passed for any kind of like oversight or regulations, was passed in 1938. <laughs> Which means, yeah, I know, <laughs> I know. Which means what? since 1938, like it's kind of been a free for all. So what that means is that companies don't really need much oversight. They don't really need much regulation to like be like, oh, hey, like I wanna make a product. Let's put this in here. Um, so, and almost anything can go on the front of a package. So as a general rule of thumb, I believe this goes for food too, because I stay away from gluten, almost like somebody who has celiac stays away from gluten. And I know, from my research with that, that it can say gluten-free on the front of the package, but if it doesn't say certified gluten-free with like that stamp on the back, there can legally be up to 6% gluten still in the product, mm -hmm. which is just mind blowing to me. But this goes for our hair and our makeup and our skincare too. So just knowing that there's not a whole lot of regulation, like it really is kind of a free for all and like people, to do what they want which i would 
love being an optimist by nature, would love to give them the benefit of the doubt and think like, oh, that's awesome. That means people are putting good things in. But the fact of the matter is, is that people want money and they want to make a fast product that's going to make them a fast profit. And so they're not doing the research, especially your major companies. They're not taking, you know, the same work as maybe like a mom and pop shop that's looking into okay, where is this like coconut oil sourced or where is this, you know, marula oil? Like, is it fair trade? Is it ethically sourced? Is it pure or does it have, you know, fragrance and other like cheap additives in it? Which brings me to what you were just saying about fragrance. Um, fragrance is one of the top offenders, in my opinion, when it comes to clean natural beauty, it is one of the top offenders because it can have up to like hundreds to thousands of additional chemicals that they don't have to label and they can just group it all in as a fragrance. Um, and it doesn't have to be labeled. So basically it can wow. have, let's say it has like 50 different chemicals that make up this scent or this fragrance. Yeah. They can just say fragrance. It doesn't have to say what's in that. Um, that kind of reminds me of like food labels that label natural flavor. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. So if it says natural flavoring, it could be high fructose corn syrup. It could be dyes. It could be, um, corn sugar. It could be like so many different things that just is like natural flavor. They just like pop that at the end of it. And it's like the same as fragrance. It's exactly like that. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So it's honestly, it's honestly one of like the most harmful ingredients to date. Um, well, it's interesting too, when you think about that with like our candles, um, our cleaning products, like so many things like have just like fragrance in them. Um, and I think that's kind of why like essential oils and there's bad essential oils too, which is, which sucks. But um, it's, I think that's why essential oils have exploded so much is because chronic illness has also exploded so much. It's like what one in three people um, will have a chronic illness within their life or something like that. Like it's just like a, at least one, at least one chronic illness within their life, which is crazy. Excuse the plane flying above me. <laughs> Helicopter that's circling my house at this exact moment. <laughs> um, anyway, natural beauty. <laughs> oh, dreaming of travel. Um, but yeah, so it is, it's wild, Bailey, how much is hidden beneath our labels. But I just wanted to give that insight of like a little bit about what goes behind the scenes and my knowledge of behind the scenes, because I've had many people try to argue with me, you know, you know, like, oh, like companies wouldn't do that. Like, it can't be that bad. It's like, well, the fact of the matter is like, this is the law. Like, this is a fact. It was the last time something was packed, like, or passed. Um, so what do you think they're doing? Like, what do you think they've this been doing? the United States of America, okay? Oh, no. <laughs> like, this is the country where corporations benefit off of people dying, benefit, benefit off people being chronically sick, benefit off people having cancer, benefit off giving people cancer. Like, this is the state of the world where profits are over everything. So, so to assume that the government or... Um, I God, I would love to get through one podcast episode where I don't mention the government, but I, <laughs> I don't think it's Not possible. possible. <laughs> not in 2020. <laughs> right now, like, fuck. You know, if they just do not have your best interest. And like, yeah, clean beauty is a super big explanation of that. I mean, even you look at Europe, they have so many more regulations. Like, you couldn't even take one of our beauty products and sell it in Europe like, like anything that you buy at Sephora, you probably couldn't sell in Europe in the same way because it has so many chemicals in it. And that just should tell you something that even Europe is like, no, we're not going to poison our people with this. Exactly. Yeah. I'm working for multiple different color lines, like speaking like the professional hair care industry mm. there. I'll tell you from the inside and I'm not going to like label specific companies at this point, but there's companies where they've had to launch different color like they've had to totally reformulate and make their color because they're like okay like now you know we're joined with like the European Union or whatever and they're like we have to get rid of all of our lines because 
they don't pass. Like they're like considered too toxic. So we're gonna shift it a little bit so that way it's just less toxic enough so that way we can sell it to not only our consumers, but also the European Union. And I'm like, why weren't you doing that in the first place? Right. So, yeah. It's kind of crazy. And I think it's just proof, like this entire conversation, if who's ever listening has one takeaway, the one biggest takeaway I want you to have is we have to be our own best educators. We have to be our own detectives and we have to be our own experts. So like, we have to look at the labels and like constantly ask questions, question everything, question yeah. even what I'm saying. Um, because it's so important to not just blindly accept what, whether it's the government or what I say or what anyone else says is telling you, whether that's the back of our labels or, you know, whatever, um, or marketing on our beauty products, but to be your own best investigator and to read the labels and to question like, okay, where, you know, like, where was this like oil source? You know, oil is like one of the easiest descriptions, but right. it is the most beneficial thing you can do for yourself, whether it comes to food, clean beauty, any kind of labels, um, because that's when, that's, then you know exactly what's going into or on your body and you're aware. Well, in a sense, like everything you just said is being your own health advocate. You know, I think yeah. so much we look to others. Like I remember when I was in like the darkest days of my illness, I was begging doctors to give me answers, like give me answers, like going to specialists, to specialists, to naturopaths, to acupuncturists. And instead of just like doing the dirty work myself and like researching myself and realizing things that literally not one doctor could have told me, you know, um, and being your own expert and, and having your own back in a way is being your own health advocate and being really serious about that role because you're talking about hamster wheels. When you're talking about doctor's offices, you're on a hamster wheel of patients. And it's not the doctor's fault necessarily. Like I have friends who are doctors that are like, we only have 15 minute appointment windows and we have to see so many people to meet our insurance, you know, like cap or whatever for the month. And they are only, they're doing like what they've been taught. Like the system in itself is so flawed that if you go to the doctor's office and you have a 15 minute window with tons of information, tons of questions and an outright goal of what you want at the end of that doctor's office, then you're gonna get so much further with your illness or with whatever you need by being your own health advocate than if you were to go to the doctor's office asking them to answer all your questions for you. And of course, you're not the expert. They're the ones that went to medical school or whatever, whoever you're seeing. But like when you can show up prepared, yeah, then it changes everything, right? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And that's really when I started to get answers. I think you said that perfectly. That's yeah. when I started to get answers for my own health too. Yeah. And, you know, I think it goes to say, it's not saying to become Dr. Google and pretending that you know everything more than anyone else, but definitely to research and to question it and to be like, hey, I have like this suspicion or like, I've really been like taking mindful note of what's going on in my body and what's coming up. And right. it really does make such a difference. So okay. yeah, definitely yeah. become your own health advocate and every every area <laughs> totally so let's talk about like budgeting because mm -hmm. i know that clean beauty is wicked expensive like every time i go to credo or i buy things online i'm spending like at least 200 bucks like at least and i know like sephora is expensive too and stuff but like there's a lot of people who don't have it in their budget to spend $250 every time they need to up on like you know foundation and eyebrow pencil and whatever so mm -hmm. If you were to pick like three things that you should buy in like the expensive category, like what would they be? Like the top three things. Ooh, that's a great question. Um, honestly, the top three things I think of what's covering the most surface area. Okay. So first and foremost, what comes to my mind is like your foundation or tinted moisturizer or sunscreen, you know, whatnot that's gonna be category one for sure whatever's covering the most skin like surface area yeah. um the second one would definitely be um like self tanners um mm -hmm. you know and i have i'm sure a lot of people in the clean beauty realm would say just 
don't self tan at all, but realistically, let's be honest, people are still going to do it. So I would say that would, I really would like to make that category number two of make sure that's clean and something you invest in because that, oh, there could be so many things (laughs) in self tanners, (laughs) so many things. Um, We're talking about dye when you get to that point. Oh, and then what about like shampoo or face wash or oh okay yeah I was thinking strictly makeup so that okay. one <laughs> can I can I separate that into makeup and hair care sure of course so I'll give you six top six three in each category so the third for makeup these days doesn't matter as much because most of us are wearing masks still at least in the U.S. Um, but lipstick lipstick is huge because it's right by our mouth we consume so much of the lipstick that we put on our lips. So that one we're literally ingesting. Um, and because there's, you know, dyes and red 40, like all that kind of stuff. Um, lipstick's definitely number three when it comes to makeup. So that you say that because like, I used to have so much Mac lipstick and I still have two shades that I just like, can't get rid of because they're so good. And I'm just, (laughs) I only wear them when it's like super necessary. But like MAC in itself, when I was researching what's in MAC products, I was just like shocked. Horrifying. Absolutely horrifying. It's in, there's like so much plastic in their like foundation and stuff that just like, it's crazy. It's like mind blowing. There's a lot. So just to touch on that super briefly, when it comes to makeup, there's so much plastic like there's lots of plastics and plastic like polymers um that go into it to make it like basically some of these ingredients without getting too science nerdy on you like they're for like bendy they're like want to make it so it's flexible so it's flexible on your skin and doesn't like crack or separate or um you know get spotty or whatever and it lasts freaking for like, I remember I used to wear MAC makeup too, especially in my early like hairdressing days. Oh my God, I would layer that stuff on and I would like sleep in it. Like, oh, for sure. Like, I know it's like terrible to admit, but like I would go to hair shows and you know, you're up till like 2 a.m. and whatever. (laughs) I was out partying, You at least you were working. I was like raging all night and like sleeping in my makeup. (laughs) Oh, I wasn't working at those hair shows. hair shows like at least back in the day were definitely an excuse to like go party you had like educators that were you know kind of working um but also partying simultaneously and then you had the attendees they just party um but yeah and that that shit doesn't move like I could have like been in Vegas for a week straight and my MAC foundation lipstick would have stayed on um but there's a lot of plastics in mainstream makeup and that's one of the scariest things to me Um, because I mean, we talk about like microplastics in our oceans, um, and that kind of stuff. And especially, I guess this is a, this is another good topic. Um, that I feel like a lot of people know, but everyone needs to know, um, when it comes to like exfoliating washes, like stay away from like St. Ives or like clean and clear, anything that has like those like little exfoliating microbeads because they're microplastics and they get into our ocean and they kill our wildlife. Um, and they're really terrible for your skin which is like so gnarly to think about because I think about my early day early days but like I had super bad acne as a teenager and like I was using that clean and clear exfoliating scrub like every single Mm -hmm. day and to think that those were just like little pieces of plastic is crazy because I remember like moving them in my hand I'm like wow these really just like don't dissolve this is so cool (laughs) you know but then you think about it and it's it's plastic and it's disturbing. I mean, because when you think about what plastic is, it's just a byproduct of our obsession with oil and gasoline. And they're looking for the reason why there's so much of it is because we have an obsession with oil. Like it's literally our, our world cannot get away from it. So it's like, let's put it in every fucking little thing that we can. And of course, like it's been a great invention for, let's say like contacts, like I'm super stoked on the invention of plastic because I wouldn't be able to see shit without it, you know, but there's also so many things where this byproduct is in everything. Like it's crazy. And to think that it's in, you know, exfoliating shrubs and things like that, that's a super, super good tip. Um, and you can make your own exfoliating shrub at home. That's like really easy and natural. 
so easy and because we were talking about budget and budget friendly. Yeah. Um, I do want to add really quick because I want to get back to budget. Oh, yeah. Um, that's really important. So I'll give you my top three um, like hair care must-haves too when it comes to clean beauty or investing. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to exfoliating and skin, my esthetician um, gave me the best advice I've ever had because with from healing my liver and my autoimmune disease and all that kind of stuff, you know, as your body cleanses, sometimes it pushes up and out, right? And so then I struggled with acne for a really long time too, especially when I was in a really inflammatory state. Um, and I still, I do now with my mask a little bit here and there, the whole mask me bit. But so the, she suggested if you have like open acne or if like you're like exfoliating to death because you're trying to exfoliate it off, what that's actually doing is it's creating like micro tears or like bursts in like the active acne and it's spreading the bacteria around, therefore giving you more breakouts. So just be careful since we're on the topic of exfoliation. <laughs> be careful of over exfoliating if you have active acne. <laughs> that's a good tip. Yep. That's a really good tip. Yeah. And I will say too, like on the acne front, I struggled with acne my whole life. And I, you know, I, it was definitely part of my birth control, like being on every birth control known to man and, you know, doing that for so long. And then, you know, detoxing off birth control just gave me more acne. And I think what really, really got rid of my acne was a giving up dairy products. Cause that yeah. was like huge and like lots of deep fried foods, like oily, salty. But at the same time, once I got rid of all that, I was still experiencing lots of acne. It wasn't as like intense and cystic, but it was definitely still there. And the thing that I think changed it for me was just my body wash, my face wash, what I was putting on my skin and like doing it in a way that was like very consistent and regular, you know, and being consistent and like not sleeping in my makeup. And it seems like so simple, but I like always, I still sleep in my makeup sometimes. Like, I don't know, I get very, I work late. <laughs> I just am like, oh, I already brushed my teeth. Yeah. I should get back up. <laughs> it happens, entrepreneur life, you know? <laughs> yeah, but I will say that like they're, they will sell you so many different creams or they'll try to put you on really intense like medication to get rid of acne and it's not always necessary you know like you you can heal it naturally i completely agree i completely agree um yeah the body washes and the face wash like that all made such a big difference mm -hmm. um such a huge difference and honestly for myself personally and i feel like this goes for a lot of other people too when I started to eliminate the heavily fragranced, like yeah. body washes and face creams and all that stuff, that's when I noticed the biggest difference. Like my skin texture improved. I wasn't red or inflamed. Like, you know, even if it was only slightly enough to where I noticed it, like my general surface, like outer layer skin inflammation went noticeably down to where I was like, whoa, like I wasn't expecting. I almost was like, I don't know if anything's going to happen. Like whatever, it's just going to be boring. I'm not going to like, you know, smell like a cucumber melon for a month or whatever. <laughs> cucumber melon, that's so, so funny. Yeah, the fragrances they come up with, like strawberry summer breeze. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I would say too, like let's say you're traveling, you forget your body wash or whatever. Um, it's better off that you just let your natural oils of your skin do its thing and rinse with water than using some cheap body wash at a hotel. Um, cause then you're just kind of reabsorbing chemicals that you've been detoxing from once you get on the natural beauty thing for a long time. Yeah. And I totally agree with that. And our body is such a beautiful, incredible, natural detoxifying system. And I think that's that's something that is really important to note, like talking about this detoxing and talking about, um, you know, the chemicals and like our hair, skin, makeup, hair, because that was, uh, that was something that was a part of my mindset because for so long, my mindset was I'm sick, I'm broken. And as I began to heal, a huge turning point was shifting that mindset and shifting those I am statements of 
I'm not sick. I'm not broken. My body's working really hard for me. And now I'm doing the best I can with where I am. And I'm going to continue to educate myself to help my body further. But just having that mindset of like, I am healthy. I am healing. I am detoxifying. My body's working for me. Like those all have been so important and hopefully help anyone. If anyone's listening to this and they're like, oh my God, I have so much detoxify. I hope that you can take away that you're doing the best you can with where you are right now and just always reach to do like little percentage shifts and know that. Yeah, yeah. definitely. So, okay. If someone's starting from square one and they are on a budget, like what are some good things that they can buy that are like budget friendly that can help? Like let's, let's go in like the different categories of let's start with like body wash, face cleanser, and then maybe hair care. And then like a few different makeup lines that are like more non-toxic yeah. and, you know, healing friendly. Yeah. So, so the first tip when on a budget and trying to transition to clean low tox beauty is by all means, do not just throw away all your stuff and be like, okay, everything's toxic. I'm going to throw all of it away, even if it's not gone, because that's creating more waste and that's not effective for your wallet. Right? Mm -hmm. So my biggest tip to anyone I talk to is as you run out of things, replace it one by one. So one, your bill isn't as big Two, it's spread out. So even if you are, let's say spending the same amount of money over time, at least it's spread out. Right. And it's not in one fell swoop to where you feel overwhelmed and you're like, there's no way this will be manageable. Um, cause it really is manageable. And trust me, I had my own fears about this starting off as well. Um, cause I was not necessarily in a very, um, financially stable position when I started to heal my body and go non-toxic. So if I can do it, you can do it. <laughs> um, okay. So when it comes to like, body wash and that kind of stuff. I honestly don't spend a lot of money on like, I feel like I definitely, um, I look for something that's, I look for something that's going to be budget friendly. So when it comes to body wash, I actually really like, um, the Shea Moisture brand. Um, you can get it. I think it's at Sprouts. Um, Sprouts actually has Sprouts and Whole Foods. Like if someone's listening and Sprouts doesn't exist, yeah. Sprouts and Whole Foods has an amazing section for body wash. Mm -hmm. I'm using this one right now that totally cleared up my back acne. Um, and it's called Alfalfia or Alfalfia yeah. or something like that. And it's just like the ingredients are basically like shea butter, coconut oil, like lavender essential oil. And that's yeah. pretty much it. Yeah. And I think the surfactants or what makes the bubbles is derived from a, like a coconut or like part of coconut, um, which yeah. is really beautiful. And to avoid like super harsh ones, like, so for a long time I was using Dr. Bronner's because I thought it was like, you know, super, it, it is a clean soap, but it's so harsh on the skin that like, it was giving me so much weird, like adult body acne that I was like. Well, and my esthetician was like, dude, you got to stop using Dr. Bronner's. It literally, literally strips your skin of everything good on it, you know, and it doesn't allow your body to produce its natural oil. So I still buy Dr. Bronner's for like my hand soap and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to say that too. That's a great tip. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And you can even feel it. It gets like a little filmy. So yeah, mm -hmm. I would say like, and our skin, it's so sensitive. It's so delicate. It doesn't need like a deep, extra crazy stripping cleanse like it right. just needs a little love and but yeah. for men too and i think like absolutely men think that they don't necessarily need to care about their body wash or moisturizing but they do because they also can have issues happen within their body it happens usually for them later on in life but it happens um yes yeah, I've been like on Steve about that and like he didn't understand at first, but now he'll come home with this like epic new body wash. He's like, look what I just got for us. Like, oh my God, I love it. <laughs> no, that's a really, I'm so glad you said that because yeah, I mean, I've had like partners in the past where I'm like, what is this? And it smells like they just sprayed an entire bottle of cologne. Um, mm -hmm. And honestly, like for the dudes that are listening or for the ladies that are listening or whatnot that, you know, have a male in their life that they want to share this with, they have a reproductive system too. They yeah. might not have the same exact type of reproductive, you know, organs and system that we have, 
but you know they have testosterone they do have estrogen in their body just we have different levels of all these things right and it can still affect them and their thyroid and that's what fragrance cologne really does affect like our reproductive system our hormonal health and our thyroid like so much um so yeah really really important tip for the guys too um but yeah so body love those two brands definitely suggest foods or sprouts and it lasts a really long time yeah definitely and then what about like face wash and moisturizer i think moisturizer is a huge one um i personally just use like almond oil or coconut oil to moisturize my body um but like what would you recommend that's a great question so when it comes to skin on our face this one can be can be a little trickier and i do suggest consulting like a holistic or more natural um esthetician just because everyone's face is a bit different like i specifically have really dry skin naturally um and so i'm great with oils so i try to stay away from any kind of creams because the cream is where you get some of the emulsifiers and more of like the like toxic load typically. Um, so I try to stay away from creams as much as possible. Um, and I personally really love oil. I've used um, marula oil. That's definitely not on the budget friendly. That's going to be priced here. But I've used Coco Kind has really good, um, really affordable like face wash oils, like eye cream, stuff like that. And you can buy them at Whole Foods. Oh, they are at Whole Foods now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I'm pretty impressed with Whole Foods skincare and like yeah. body wash section. I really am. So that would be the first place that I would. Even if you don't like buy your food there, because they're like totally. is obnoxiously expensive. Yeah. Just go there for your body wash and like a couple things. Like I'll make a whole food run like, you know, once a month and I'll just get like a couple things there that I know I can't find anywhere else. Um, and you don't necessarily have to start buying all your groceries there just because you're buying your body wash there. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, another, so one of the biggest budget friendly tips I have for any kind of just all over like body bar or even facial bars, just especially as you know, like if you know your skin type really well too, um, is I've been really into the like sustainable, like no zero waste packaging bars. So it's like no water, no plastic. It's like in bar form. So it's still similar ingredients, but it's like a bar of soap essentially, but more naturally derived. Um, I've been testing some out from the Grove Collaborative or the Grove Grove Collaborative. I don't know. butchered that but i've been testing out some zero waste products so i'll have more feedback on the zero waste for you guys soon um but that's something that i've been really into um and really loving because it's less packaging it's no plastic um and then so that way you're not like risking any like bpa or anything like that seeping into the product from packaging um but yeah so and if you feel like your head is exploding right now with all this yeah. information, that's fine. I mean, I definitely, because I've been so immersed in it for so long for us, as, and we talk, we've talked about this a hundred times, I feel like, um, but just, you know, listen to this episode again, take some notes. Um, we're also going to be doing like a clean beauty series on my page or on both of our pages. And um, so there's lots of opportunities to learn and it just, it takes a long time to kind of fully transition over. Um, so just, I just wanted to like say that because I think it can get so overwhelming, especially when you're talking about food and lifestyle and toxicities and like what, not just what's in the packaging, but what the packaging is made out of. And like, it can like literally just make your head want to explode. So totally. Yeah. Yeah, And it's taken me, um, well, it's taken me four fully immersed years to get to this point. Yeah. Um, and I was healing like fairly naturally without knowing it even before then. So I've been out here for almost seven years. So let's say four to seven years of me going at this to be where I am today. And I'm also in the professional beauty world. So it's kind of like, and you're in the professional food world, you know? So we definitely have the upper hand, I feel like in that area. Um, But that doesn't mean that you guys can't too. So 
totally save it take notes listen to it in chunks exactly. <laughs> come back to it exactly. uh, so what about um what about hair care which is like kind of your specialty so let's talk about shampoo and conditioner because i personally hate spending money on shampoo and conditioner i don't know why it's like one of those things that like i'll spend 40 bucks on a thing of mascara but like i hate spending money on shampoo and conditioner oh, but i just spent money good money on prose have you heard of it i've heard of it i haven't um i haven't tested it for myself yet so i don't have any major feedback but i have heard good things so, I mean, from what I've read and everything I've seen is it's all natural and they basically create your formula based on your specific hair type. So you're not just like going and, you know, and they give you a pre-shampoo mask, which has massively helped. Like, do you see how long my hair is right now? It's, it's grown so much. It's, it's so crazy. long. And it's just ever since I started using this new shampoo and conditioner which is wild. And so it definitely has like an effect where like I have, I haven't gotten a haircut in four months and like, I have not one split end. It looks and like I, I have bleached hair. So like, yeah. <laughs> that's know. saying something that's saying a lot. <laughs> so like Prose, I really liked, I'll definitely like shout them out because I mean, it was, it wasn't, it was like 80 bucks for the shampoo conditioner and then the pre shampoo mask, but I've had it for maybe three months and I'm not even halfway through the bottle. So it's kind of worth the investment. But other than that, like, what would you recommend? Yeah, so I'm definitely a big component in um, obviously investing in professional hair care um, like that because in my experience over like these last eight plus years, I've been in the hair industry, professional across the board is gonna last a lot longer. It's just generally way more concentrated. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, we can get into like hair, scalp, oil training too, but um, especially if you're not washing your hair every day, um, it can go really far. So my biggest recommendation just in general to like start off the board, I love that there, I love that you said that there is a pre-shampoo mask, like that makes such a big difference. I'm all about that. Um, because I'm all for do like an oil mask or something that's going to be really hydrating before you're shampooing because shampooing then yeah it'll help cleanse out some of that residue but then it's not overly stripping especially for somebody that has color treated or blonded hair of any kind Sorry. or curly hair that's naturally drier um because shampoo traditional shampoo can be very stripping mm. so I do suggest investing in it because especially if you can get it to last quite a few months like it's going to go way further and you're going to reach your hair goals way faster than using no offense, but like a crappy shampoo that's just going to continually strip your hair and then cause breakage, et cetera, and dryness. But with that said, like on a lower level budget, like what would you, yeah. what would you recommend? Like, I do think again, like whole foods or sprouts, like has some really good options or let's say you don't color treat your hair and you're like super low maintenance. Like, what would you recommend? Yeah. So I don't know that I can give you an exact brand mm. per se, but I can tell you what to look for. So depending on your hair type, I would say look for if it has sulfates or not, but even bigger than that, I would tell you to look for, see if there's parabens, see if there's any like added, like extra added preservatives and like the plastic. So it's the three P's. It's parabens, PEGs, and flatlets, or however you want to say that. Um, ballots, I believe is how you actually say it. But so those are the three P's that are the biggest offenders that I look for in my shampoo. So if you're looking at the back of a label and, you know, you're at Whole Foods or wherever and, you know, you're like, okay, I can, I can justify like this, like 10, $15 shampoo versus, you know, maybe a 30 plus shampoo, um, look for the three P's. That's going to be my biggest recommendation. I love if there's added oils in shampoos, once again, because it can be so stripping. I'm also a huge, um, huge supporter of shampooing no more than every other day and frequency. So every other day to every three days um, for 
blondes, for those with curly, wavy, or dry hair. Um, I do, I'm a huge fan of cleansing conditioners. Um, this buzzword also goes by the term um, co-wash. Um, so I'm a really huge fan of that because it does exactly like it says. It cleanses as it conditions. It is in cream format. So, you know, be wary, like make sure you're like looking at the labels. Um, one of the ones I like the most, um, and this is going to be on the low tox, not completely non-tox, but, and a little bit higher budget, but goes very far, like really long time. Um, like I bought a bottle and I had it for a year type. Wow situation um and it's the kevin murphy restore is what it's called and that's a cleansing conditioner okay cool i've uh, also heard of like new wash have you heard of that i have heard of that i would want to look at the labels a little bit more to see what that is but once again look for the three p's and if you're free of the three p's i'd say you're in the clear and go for it fragrances uh, too right what was that fragrances yeah fragrances that's why the kevin murphy one i just described is a low tox because it does have fragrance and that's like my only like <sighs> with Kevin Murphy because I really do like them for a lot of other reasons um you know and they have generally really good ingredients and they were all their packaging made out of recycled ocean plastic which is so cool but if they could just get rid of the fragrance they would be so great but they got essential oil or something yeah I'm like come on back so yeah, definitely. definitely. Um, but yeah, I'm loving the Away brand um, just because it does go really far. It is really clean. Um, and that's on the other spectrum of an option for you guys. Okay. So again, free of the three Ps. Um, cool. That one does have sulfates. And this is a big controversial question I get all the time because it became so quote unquote trendy is, but it has sulfates. Does that mean it's bad? I don't necessarily think sulfates are bad as long as the rest of the shampoo and the ingredients are good and they're going to be nourishing mm -hmm. um, because the like myth behind sulfates is it is terrible for your hair and completely dries them out and yada yada. But if it's going to be a great foundation in the rest of the shampoo, sulfates aren't necessarily a bad thing. And for those that do go over a month or <laughs> over a week without shampooing. I was like, wow, over a month. Well, I would be looking haggard if I went a whole month without shampooing. Yeah. <laughs> For those that go over a week, um, you definitely need a little bit of sulfate. You need a little bit of cleanser. For those with extra oily scalps, like need a little bit of extra zhuzh. Otherwise, then we get into the buildup situation, which is the opposite spectrum of what we want. Um, exactly. But yeah, so guys, look for the three P's when it comes to your shampoo and to your conditioner and try to eliminate fragrance whenever possible, no matter the budget, whether it's at Whole Foods, whether it's from your like hair care specialist or salon or Sephora or Ulta or wherever you are, three P's. And Amazing. And yeah, like I also just want to reiterate like if you're on the healing process or you want to get more natural, like keep going, you know, and healing this way, it takes time and feeling the effects takes time. So you're not going to use a new foundation for a week. And then all of a sudden, like symptoms are going to go away. It's going to be something that you're going to implement for a long time. And eventually you'll just wake up one day and be like, wow, I feel so different. You know, like life will just feel so different. You'll start to look different. You'll look younger. Like, all these things that you've wanted on an external level start happening from within once you really start to kind of change your focus on what you're putting on top of your body on top of your skin um so yeah thank you so much for being here and like helping me with this because i am so passionate about it but i can't speak as eloquently about it as you can um and yeah i just thank you for sharing your knowledge and being here Thank you. Thank you so much for having me and for asking me all these questions. And it really lights me up and excites me to get to spread this knowledge and educate anyone about how important this is. So That's thanks nice. for having me. Yeah. Do you have any uh, last words before I let you go? Just 
to anyone that's listening, keep healing, keep going, don't stop. And remember that your body is always working for you, even in the depths of healing when it feels like it isn't. Just know that you are capable of this and of healing and of health. Love it. Thank you, Ashley. Thanks, Bailey. All right, y'all, that's our episode. Thank you so much to Ashley for being here. Thank you to you for listening. And um, I'm just so excited for our next episode. Our next episode is our wedding recap with Steve, which I'm pumped about. Um, And you'll get all the juicy details of everything that went down on our wedding day. And um, yeah, all the info of how we managed to plan a wedding during a pandemic. Um, Again, if you guys would love to leave us a review we would love it too send us a screenshot of your review and we'll send you a free gift um make sure just to email that to info at chefbay.kitchen hi let me know what you thought about this natural beauty episode and yeah i cannot wait for the next episode i hope you guys stay healthy and happy and full of joy this week